Hear that? Believe it or not, summer is just around the corner. Luckily, Armorall, America's most trusted auto appearance brand, has what your car needs to get that perfect summer shine. Plus, now through May 31st, we'll give you $5 for every 20 you spend on Armorall products. That means car wash pods, protectant, tire shine, you name it. Find out how to get your $5 rebate at armorall.com. Armorall, less work, more clean. Terms apply. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, and welcome back to another episode of Biker Chick Chat. I'm your host, Biker Bethany, and I'm on a mission to find female riders from all over the planet to hear about their stories of how they got into the motorcycle world. And on today's episode, I'm very excited to say I'm joined by Cody Cameron. She is a movie star. She's been seen in the likes of The Mayans and also the Breaking Bad movie. She's also a model and, to be honest, just an all-round badass chick. This was a really great podcast. It was awesome to hear a little bit about behind the scenes in the Hollywood world. And, yeah, I'm not going to say any more. Let's get straight into it. Hey, Cody, welcome to my podcast. Hey, thanks for having me, Bethany. Oh, thank you so much for joining me. I mean, I feel honoured to have a movie star on my (laughs) podcast. (laughs) Stop it. (laughs) Tell me all about that. So, because you've been in some pretty big stuff, haven't you? Yeah. So, I think my favourite, most recent thing is the Mayans, obviously, because it's about motorcycles. Um, I was a huge fan of Sons of Anarchy. But I wasn't out in L.A. acting yet when that was filming. And so then when I got to audition for Mayans, I was like, oh, this is a huge honor. And then once I was on set, I realized that I was actually playing a Sons of Anarchy girl. So I was one of the girlfriends and I I bartended at the clubhouse and stuff. And so I was like, wait, I kind of like I'm still in the Sons of Anarchy. So (laughs) that was really cool. Now, if only they had female motorcycle riders, because, you know, it's all dudes. Yeah. I heard that... um, you know, they might be doing something with, with chick riders soon. So hopefully nice. there's something going on there, but I don't want to give too much away. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, that's one thing actually that I hadn't overly thought about was that it is mostly, well, it is all men, isn't it, that ride in that. It's all men. And then they that. like just pass the girls around and it's like, come <laughs> on, I want to pass some dudes around. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> love it and then you've also been in the Breaking Bad final film haven't you yeah El Camino a Breaking Bad movie so I play Candy and uh she rendezvous with some of the villains 
And that was so cool. I was in Albuquerque for a week filming with them. And I actually had an even bigger scene like inside the warehouse, if you've, if you've seen it. I'm not getting away. Yeah, I saw it. Yeah, it's awesome. But yeah, it actually, that whole scene got cut. So I really thought that that was going to be my like big break. Um, you know, cause there was like a couple pages of script that happened in there, but you know, the way they filmed it, Aaron Paul just looks through the window and it's kind of just his POV and then, and then we're done. And I was like watching it, um, at the premiere. So they had this crazy premiere where Aaron Paul did this stunt in the El Camino and they had all these streets blocked, like shut down and whatever. And so we're all seeing the movie, a lot of us for the first time. And so I'm like, I finally see my part. And then it's just like over. And I was like, no, 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 no. Oh. <laughs> indicative of Hollywood like you never really know and you're just kind of prepared for anything so you know I've been auditioning yeah. for almost 10 years and oh my gosh I've probably been told a million times but when you get those yeses you know it's pretty amazing yeah so my that's first, awesome yeah so my first movie was um The Neon Demon and uh, it was directed by Nicholas Ruffin. I had a scene with Jenna Malone. And then um, Keanu Reeves makes a brief appearance in the movie. And Keanu Reeves was, like, my junior high crush, like, my first celebrity crush. <laughs> and this was before I even, like, I, like, rode motorcycles, obviously, before I knew that he rode motorcycles. I was just like, oh, I like him. And not from The Matrix. People always think, oh, did you fall in love with him in The Matrix? It was in The Replacements. Did you see that movie? I haven't, no. I've I've heard of it, but I haven't actually seen it. Yeah, so Keanu Reeves plays this, like, um, underdog, like, washed-up football player and then uh, ends up getting, like, a second chance kind of thing. But I, he was just, like, this all-American underdog guy, and I was like, oh, swoon. And then so <laughs> to be in a movie with him, uh, and then I got to walk behind him on the red carpet, and I was just like, oh, my gosh. And then he's always at events in Hollywood where, you know, there's, like, cars and coffee and all these meetups. And I've always, like, just missed him. But one of these days I'm going to be like, yo, we did a movie together because we weren't on the set at the same time, so I never got to actually meet him. Okay. But, um, but yeah, that was the first movie I ever did. And, like, just to be with Keanu Reeves, who's also a huge, like, motorcycle freak. You know, there's a clip of him going around uh, that's circulating right now where he's like, um, you know, I, I have withdrawals if I don't ride motorcycles. And I just yes, think, for all it. of us, that's so relatable. That's so true. Yeah, I love that about him, actually. He seems like quite a kind of real guy in that aspect. Like he's happy to talk about these kinds of things and like you said, like that clip's gone viral because it is so like relatable. Anyone that rides is like, yeah, that's facts. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Have you seen the new John Wick? No, I've not seen it yet. It's only recently just come out over here. So I will definitely watch it though. Have you seen it? I did. I saw it in theaters. And then that also has some really, you know, he's on the motorcycle and there's a lot of cool like motorcycle, car, motorcycle and some dog stuff going on. So like, ah, oh, my heart, all three. But uh, yeah, motorcycle <laughs> stuff is really fun. He's just such a badass. Yeah, that's awesome. So are you going to try and like get more into the like the motorcycle side of things like within the movies? Is that like your ultimate goal? Like I guess to be one of the girls riding in, you know, the mines or something like that? Definitely. I feel like female motorcycle riders are super underrepresented. Like if you think about it, there was like, Pamela Anderson and Barb Wire, like she had a motorcycle and that was awesome. And then now like Catwoman has a motorcycle. There's like another comic book character like Canary. But like 
where, like, where are the female leads on motorcycles, movies, and TV shows? Like, they don't really exist yet, so I think it's coming, and I definitely want to be in that wave. So I've also started kind of, like, you know, kicking around ideas myself, like, things I could pitch to production, and, um, but I definitely have a vision board with, like, it's, like, me and Keanu Reeves on a poster with motorcycles, and I want to see this big billboard down the Sunset Strip, so... <laughs> <laughs> I love it. You got a dream big at the end of the day, haven't you? Exactly, exactly. But I do. Um, I've been lucky enough to double for girls on bikes, um, quite a bit. Um, like I did a pink music video where, like, you know, there's like a drone shot, and I'm riding through the canyons. And um, cool. Yeah, there's a movie called Nation's Fire where I actually ended up. I think uh, a lot of the girls lied on their audition and said they rode motorcycles, and they get to set, and they're like, "Oh, we." surprise we don't ride so, <laughs> they call someone like me to come just you know put the helmet on and pretend that I'm them and ride so uh those I love those jobs or um I got to kind of like stunt coordinate one recently where uh it was like a short film and there's these two twins on a motorcycle they don't know how to ride so they get like the process trailer you know so it's stagnant and then they're getting driven around on the trailer and then for the riding and so I like coach them on how to ride how to lean and everything because the bike moves and and uh, and then I actually did the writing shots for them. And uh, it was just, yeah, it's really interesting. And I love introducing people to motorcycles, you know, like they didn't really know. And like they didn't even know how to put their helmets on. And, um, you know, just it's so fun. Yeah, that's really cool. I like that side of it as well. So it's almost like inspiring other girls within the industry to like push them into, you know, you can ride yourself if you want to. That's really cool. Definitely. Yeah. I feel like that's a big part of like, you know, I, you have a huge Instagram following, you're doing a podcast, like inspiring other writers who like might be a little too shy or feel like we're too short or whatever. It's like, no, if I can do it, you can do it. Yeah. I love it. That is so cool. So what got you into motorcycles in the first place then? Yeah. So, um, I was dating a guy who got a Harley and I rode on the back for two weeks and then I was like, fuck this um, <laughs> my own bike <laughs> yeah uh I had no I didn't even really grow up riding like bicycles like I was like a roller skater and so I went and took the class and and I remember the teacher just being like it was like a weekend class or whatever and he was like it's just like riding a bike because I was so like ah! and I was like I've never ridden a bike before and he's like what <laughs> Uh, I'd ridden a bicycle like twice, but I was definitely the worst starting out in the class. And then by the end, um, when we did the test, there were like, I was like in the middle, like I was better than half the boys already that, you know, so, but, um, yeah, then I went and I got a little Honda rebel, a little 250, and it's crazy. Cause when you have no experience and you only take the class, you never leave the parking lot. Like you never get out of second gear. So then all of a sudden, you know, you're on the street in third gear and then you're like, do I get on the highway? And you're like, no. So I like, <laughs> definitely practiced around. And, you know, everywhere here is it's so trafficy in Los Angeles. So there's no like, oh, I'm going to practice on a deserted road. Yeah, um, that's mad. Yeah, but I worked my way up to the freeway and then, you know, then I got a bigger bike and now I have a bigger bike and uh, yeah, good times. <laughs> Yeah, that's awesome. Because that's the crazy thing, actually, with like one massive difference between the UK and the States is what you have to go through to get your license. And obviously, I know that you guys out there, you literally can do like one or two day course, and you're good to go. 
Whereas yeah. here, it's so long-winded. You have to go, you have to take so many tests. Like You have to take four tests, basically. It's, oh. it's a lot, yeah. And you have to do so much. You have to do like a full thing in a car park and then you have to go out on the road and someone follows you on the road. You have to do like a written theory test. It, like There's loads to it. <laughs> wow, that's great. I had no idea yeah it's nuts actually so like we always find it so crazy how you can be is it 16 or 18 that you can do your motorcycle license 16 16. yeah and then you can jump straight on a harley if you want to at that point can't you right yeah no rules mad (laughs) it's mad because like out here as well we've got a, a a time limit of like different ages as to what cc motorcycle you can ride so that's why I waited until I was 24 because it's when you're 24 that you can then ride whatever you want. But before that, it's got like limitations. Oh, wow. That's wild. Yeah, it's crazy. So, yeah, it's nuts. Um, so, anyway, what bike have you got now then, Cody? So, I have a Harley Sportster 883. It's got pink flames on it, and I'm obsessed. I just got a sissy bar my friend bought me for my birthday, and it's got a Playboy bunny on it. Um, It's, like, black and pink, so that's definitely, like, right up my alley. Um, Before that, I had an FG750, which was cool because it's, like, a street bike, and it was all, like, murdered out, like, super black. And um, they're all so different. It's been really interesting from the 250 Honda Rebel to the 750XG and now the 883. And then I just went to Palm Springs and I rented a a, a Heritage Classic uh, or a Softail Heritage and uh, it had a 114 engine and it had baggers. And so it just felt like it's double the size of my bike. The engine is like, you know, nearly double. And I was like so nervous leaving. And then once I was on, you know, driving it for three minutes, I was like, oh, okay, this is all the same. And now I'm kind of like, do I want a bigger bike? Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. So like your first ever experience of riding a bigger Harley was just literally jumping on it, renting it and like, let's go. (laughs) Yeah. Nice. That's awesome. I recommend that to everybody. Like go rent a bike that's different than yours and test it out and see like, because yeah, it was really eye-opening. Yeah, for sure. I mean, especially compared to the Sportsters as well. I think like because I've got an eight eight three also, and like most people say, you know, they're quite top heavy, aren't they? Like you really have to, you know, almost lug it around. But people do say, even though the bigger bikes, it seems daunting, but they do glide around a bit more. And it's the slow stuff that's the hard bit, I guess, isn't it? Yeah, I was really shocked. And I I knew that I knew that like, okay, sports are top heavy, the lower so the gravity, but you know, you're just looking at it. And you're like, but my eyes are telling me something different. And I um, it was at a photo shoot, I'd rented it for a shoot. And so I had a bunch of girls on the back that I was like giving rides to and whatever. And the first time I did like a tight turn, I had the girl get off and I turned the bike around. And then the second time I was like, no, just stay on. And I was like, this is so easy, um, much easier than the Sportster. So, yeah, wow. opening, yeah. That's so cool to hear, actually, because it is the slow maneuvers, the tight turns, and especially with someone on the back. That At first, you must have been like, oh, God. But, yeah, I to hear that it was easy, and that's awesome. They're like, these girls in bikinis, they're all, like, oiled up. And, you know, everyone's just been, like, partying all day. And I'm just like, okay, just make sure you hold on. Like, yeah. <laughs> 
And it's so funny kept saying, like, you know, the pipes are hot, ladies. Like, don't touch your leg to the pipes. And everyone was so good. And then the very last shot that I took, I backed up and I actually burnt my leg on the pipe. Ooh. And I was like, it's like all scabbed over right now. But I was like, okay, at least like nobody else did. But I love that I was the one being like, don't burn your leg. And then I. <laughs> that's so funny so um do you just ride like you know in a bikini for shoots or would you actually go down the road like to the shops on your bike in a bikini so if we're down by the beach I love riding in like a bikini top and like short shorts um I get a lot of hate on the internet from the at gap people like (laughs) your skin while you have it and (laughs) all that but um you know, I try to don't like I'm not riding the freeways in a bikini. You know, I try to like keep it to roads that I know and I feel safe on and like, you know, you're very hyper aware of what's going on. But um, yeah, and I have gone down. So I do know that like the more gear, the better. But um, but dang, it's just so fun to be in your little bikini riding, especially if you have a girlfriend on the back and you're both. in. I don't know. I just think it's so fun. I think that's like, yeah. Pretty- yeah, it's all like, you know, I mean, for one, in England, don't often get the kind of weather to be doing stuff like that. But, you know, I it's not something anyone does here. So, like, to hear that you guys, and, you know, obviously I see it online and I look at it and I think, oh, it does look so fun. <laughs> <laughs> and we do all sorts of, like, silly costumes. I heard, like, um, I have the Moto Loot helmet covers. Like, I have a chicken and a bunny and a unicorn and... Um, I heard they were outlawed, actually, in other places, like in Canada and stuff. Are you guys, can you wear helmet covers? Yeah, I believe so. Yeah, I don't know anything uh, other than that. Yeah. I don't know if it's because it's distracting to other people or if because it does. I mean, it does limit your view a little bit. But again, you know, you're just, I'm just double checking things when I have them on. But um, I just think riding in costumes and just like the looks you get from people, like especially kids and they're like waving. And I just, I think that's the bee's knees. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's fun. And it's nice, isn't it? When like people wave and, and it's like to bring someone joy, isn't it? Of them watching you ride by. And even if you are just in you, bikini and your short shorts riding along I mean it's up to you at the end of the day isn't it and it's going to make someone else smile for sure as well (laughs) absolutely and people are going to judge you no matter what so you might as well just do what makes you happy yeah that's so true so like how do you find it you know online and that side of things because you've got a massive following also and of course we all know don't we you get a lot of lovely people out there but there's some people they're just out to hate. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's funny. It depends on the platform. So like Reddit, they come for me. They're like, <laughs> they're the little keyboard warriors. Um, but over my Instagram, I, I feel like stays pretty positive, pretty like people that are really into it. TikTok is a mix. Um, you almost like want to bring out the haters on TikTok because then they'll like chat and share and then like show their friends to get them to hate on you. So you get more views and likes. So it's really yeah. interesting. I always want my content to be like entertaining, inspiring and genuine. But occasionally I'll put out a video just to like troll people just to like get the views up. So like you say <laughs> wrong oh my gosh I think half my viral videos are because I like either accidentally or purposely said something wrong or did something wrong and then everyone's like you did that wrong (laughs) so really oh my god that's so funny isn't it yeah 
people just like they love jumping on board as well when they see something that they like oh my god I've got to write it but it's like if these people actually saw you in the flesh or saw you doing something or whatever guarantee they wouldn't say anything (laughs) oh a hundred percent or they like they'd fangirl out about it you know as opposed to like being the hater but that's okay we'll just let them do their thing Yeah, for sure. Well, no, I like that way of thinking. And you have got to be a little bit kind of um, strong minded, haven't you, in the online world, because you're going to get a bit of both, aren't you? So you've got to see past it and just do your thing, really. Definitely. And having the big online presence has been amazing for like collabing with Harley Davidson's and uh, like an apparel and gear. Like I wear my Simpson helmet and and tag them all the time and they'll repost. And um, I'm going to Hawaii next week. So I just wrote them an email like Eagle Rider. And I was like, Hey, you guys want to like, if you give me a bike, I'll give you content, you know, and whatever. And um, it's been really fun, like growing in the community and just feeling more a part of it. And you know, there's always like charity rides and I'm in like a female motorcycle group chat and we always do things together. And, um, yeah, the online world has made it easier to connect with people in the outside world. So that's been really cool. Yeah, that's so true. I love that side of it. So what's like one of your most happiest moments you've had on your bike? Happiest moments. Um, I really love dressing up for the holidays and then riding and like goofing around. So on Easter, I wore a bunny costume and I had my bunny helmet and then I had all these eggs with like chocolates in them in a fanny pack. And then I would ride and then if I got stuck at a light next to people, I would be like, roll your window down. Or usually people are already filming because they like see me coming and I'll like toss them an egg. Um, and I just think that's like so funny because when I grew up like holidays were like really hard like I had like kind of a harder childhood and so the holidays are always like a special time for me to just like give back um so I love that and I love all like the Christmas rides where you everyone like has their bikes all decked out like people go all out with like Christmas lights and deer antlers and everything and um oh man there's also um Harley Davidson does like a pet parade dog contest, like during Halloween. That is so fun. Everybody brings their dogs all dressed up and like, (laughs) my dogs ride with me. They've got like the pink doggles and the little Harley jackets and they've got a little backpack that they're in. So. Oh, that's so sweet. Oh my gosh. That is so cool. Have you got pictures of that on on your Instagram? I can't say I noticed those. Yeah, I do. But they also have their own Instagram. So mine's, Hey, it's Cody. So it's, Hey, it's Chopper and Hey, it's Cheeto. Nice. Oh, I'll definitely check that out. <laughs> that is so cute. So what's like more of the other end of the spectrum? What's one of your most dangerous or scariest moments you've had? Mm-hmm. Um, so I've been hit three times in LA and the third time was a Dodge Ram turning left at a light. It's always, they're always turning left and they never see you. And, um, I was able to mostly avoid it, but I ended up like hitting his back end and like punching through his brake light. So, um, I did like manage to stay up, but he actually like tried to take off and I was like, uh, uh-uh, no. So I like went and chased him down and got in front of him and was like, get the fuck out of the truck. And you know, like your adrenaline is just like pumping. Um, and I was like shaking so bad. And he never asked if I was okay or anything. He had, like, a girl that was in the passenger side. She never got out to ask if I was okay. Um, You know, Dodge Ram's a pretty big truck. And he was just arguing with me. And he was like, 
he was like, oh, you hit me. And I was like, yeah, because you turned in front of me at a green light. Like, the straight away has the right. And he's like, well, I'm from Florida. And, like, I just, I didn't know how, like, the rules are here. I'm like, it's the same across the board, sir. Like, just, like, to not ask if I was okay and try to make excuses. And try to leave was really yeah. my thing. And just um, that hit, too. I mean, I, like, reacted so fast. Thank goodness. But, like, it just that gave me, like a little bit of PTSD for a while. My bike ended up being in the shop for four months. Um, because I, I don't know if you've ever like Harley parts take forever to get in. Yeah. They forever. Do. <laughs> um, and so, and so yeah, I ended up, I only had a bike at that time. So I rode everywhere. Um, so I ended up buying a little, uh, Mustang convertible, which I love. Nice. Yeah. It took some time to heal from that. I had to go to physical therapy for my shoulder and all sorts of stuff, oh. but that was definitely, um, that was definitely my least favorite moment. And the crazy thing was, is I had gone to a party and rid my bike and I was like, okay, I've had a few drinks. I'm going to leave the bike and I'll come back and get it in the morning. So I came back and then on my way home is when I like got hit and I, you know, your, your like silly brain is just like, oh, I could have just driven it home the night before, you know, but who knows, you know, I was trying to be safe, but I was kind of like, I felt like the universe was like tricking me or something, but <laughs> everything happened reason maybe it would have been it way yeah. yeah everything happens for a reason and sometimes I think you know we can have these little scares to almost put back into reality that like how dangerous riding actually can be and it's not necessarily you doing anything wrong it's like the other people around you isn't it that's true because I do find myself especially my in my 20s you know, I would get like more reckless more reckless and then there would be some sort of a reminder maybe a friend got hit or you see something online or whatever or um I did get my first time getting hit I got hit from behind at a stoplight and I got flipped over my bike into oncoming traffic and I'm so glad that you know, we have a helmet law here I don't know if you guys do yeah um, we do that's good because like I'm from Illinois there's no helmet law but then in Cali we have it so it's all over the place but yeah, I like bonked my head and I like, uh, I was wearing a crop top and leggings cause I'd only, it was like a mile away from my house and I just had road rash, like all, I was like on the side of my boob, <laughs> I was like, rash. um, that was, you know, I was so safe after that, you know, for quite a while and then it creeps back in, but, um, yeah. but yeah, a good reminder for sure. So even though you've actually gone through like coming off road rash, everything, but you were still now where your bikini top riding down the road. <laughs> yeah. But like you said, you're just like really hyper aware of everything, you know, but I guess, you know, yeah. I can't see somebody coming from behind, but I feel like when I'm at a light, I'm like checking my mirrors, you know, like I'm like, I, you know, your senses are just up to see like everything going going on yeah sure I guess you've got to just weigh up things in life haven't you how much do or don't you you know want something and just trusting the process I guess I mean like sort of going back to you know what I'm saying about England not having the weather for it I just that's why I find it so hard to imagine riding without my protective gear because I'm so used to it it's like my safety blanket like if I take my jacket off now I'm like I just feel weird not wearing my jacket so <laughs> yeah you know I totally get that I took a super motor super moto school training um a couple months ago and that was my first time ever wearing like the full leather like suit oh sure um, First of all, I learned so much from that. I highly recommend – I've been riding for, like, eight years, and I thought, like, oh, I'm not going to learn anything. But just, like, 
getting coached and just like working on like the apex and everything. Like I was such a better rider coming out of it. And it was so fun. Um, and I love, it was like, uh, there was like a track and dirt. So it was just really fun to like do both. But after having that suit on and then going back to like a regular jacket or like, yeah, no jacket, I was like, Oh, this feels a lot different. Like you do feel very exposed. Whereas like, and then that, that kind of like messes with your confidence a little bit too. Like when I'm in full gear, I feel a lot more confident than if I'm like in a bikini, then I really am riding like a, a different style for sure. Yeah, that's true. That's interesting that you were saying about doing a bit of off and on road, like coaching as well, because um, the off road side of things is definitely it's got such a big thing attached to it that everyone says if you can sort of master off road your on road riding is like considerably better yeah 100 percent. and then just to like mess around you know it's like the dirt is a lot more forgiving than the freeway (laughs) (laughs) yeah that is true so cody i found a picture on your instagram that i'd like you to talk me through if that's all right (laughs) okay now i'm nervous (laughs) (laughs) don't be nervous so i mean obviously there was a million pictures i could have chose but this one caught my eye i just love this so good oh yeah (laughs) so can you explain that to our listeners and uh, talk me through the day and everything that's going on there yeah absolutely so that is me kind of naked on uh, my sportster the sportster has pink flames there's a black background so it's just like looks like the motorcycle's just in like a nothingness like and um, I'm wearing a pink fringe jacket so it's like you know it's it's implied nudity and then I have these pink boots on and a pink cowboy hat and um yeah it's the I've met this photographer before we worked together before and he had this idea um he wants to print those out on these giant like you know how you go into a Harley Davidson and they'll have like the hot girls with an oil can kind of on those like tin printouts or whatever that you'd like maybe paint. Yeah. He mm-hmm. wants to print those out and, and sell them kind of like that. And I was like, Oh, okay, great. I love it. Um, so that was kind of where the inspiration for that came from. But they're kind of more like, there's like a fine art vibe to them. Like he also wants to like do like an art installation with them. But um, if you look closely, my skin is very oily and, uh, one of his things, which I've now like incorporated to other shoots, because you like the oily, o- more oily you are, like the more your muscles kind of show, like there's like the sheen and it looks really sexy. Mm-hmm. So like some people use like coconut spray, you use coconut oil, Vaseline. This dude had a vat of coconut oil that he microwaved and then he had a paintbrush and he was like, it was like painting <laughs> me with oil. And I was like, this is the most aggressive Oily <laughs> I've ever been in. I felt like I was in like a Brazzers porn, you know, where the girls their, their skin hits, they're like splashing. It's like that's what I felt like. <laughs> oh, that's so funny. Um yeah. But we shot that in like his friend's garage, and so it was so hot we had to keep the door closed for the lighting, and so then we're just like sweating and my hair is really long there and it's getting like caught in the oil and then I'm like my bike is oily so uh, my friend was there to like wipe down the bike in between shots and everything there's so much that goes into these shoots 
Um, I think some people probably know, some people don't, but you know, that was like an hour drive. I have to bring all my gear, like my stuff with me. So then I have to find someone to drive the motorcycle. So that's two people already. And then, you know, you're like trying to get it in the perfect angle of parking it. And that like takes a lot of effort and time. And, um, it's just, it's yeah. so nice to have a team doing stuff all by yourself is really, really hard. Um, but when you have a team, it's a lot, it's a lot nicer because you just expel so much energy when you're working with a big piece of like machinery, as opposed to, you know, girls that sit at home and make TikToks in their mirror. I'm like, oh, I wish that was like the thing that I did. Cause now, you know, I'm going outside and moving everything and bringing my tripod down and my lights. And, you know, I wish I had a garage that would make things easier, but, um, but I don't, but, um, but yeah, so it's crazy. I, I mean, if I could shoot with my motorcycle every single shoot, I would. Cause that's definitely like the thing I'm the most passionate about. Yeah, that's awesome. I love it. I mean, it's nice to mix things up as well, isn't it? Like you've got so many super cool shots on your page, like all different vibes going on. But obviously there is just something about the motorbikes, isn't there? And, and like, I love how, especially Harleys, like people customize them to sort of show out their personality don't they so like you know with yours with the pink flames it's like you can tell that's that's cody's bike like yes it's definitely two started, together <laughs> it's definitely started to get like recognized around la and then um like i was at the bike shed um because you have you you've been in your the bike shed that you guys have i have yeah in london yeah, oh, yeah so we have like the bike shed here um which is so cool but uh yeah. And then like, I've had people that I didn't know come up to me and be like, is that your bike out there? Cause that like just makes sense, you know? And then also people that were like, have, haven't met me, but have seen me on social media and they're like, Oh, we saw your bike outside. So we knew you were inside. Like, can we get a photo? And I love it. Like they saw the bike and then they were like tracking me down. Like, I love it. I, if anyone's listening to this and everyone wants to come say hi, cause you see me, please. Like I love hearing from people. So yeah, the bike, yeah, my bike is my personality for sure. Yeah, it's so cool. It's literally like another source of identity. Like when you can customize it and make it like your own, people do know you like through your bike and for the bike. And I love that it's like it's a second part of you. I just think that's so cool. Definitely. And there's just there's just like endless styles, like people that have like the really skinny bikes or people with really big bikes and you know loud bikes like quiet bikes it's just it's like it's endless yeah that is so true so Cody I'm gonna ask you three sort of random questions now but they're gonna link back into what we're gonna do next okay so I need to know what's your favorite food dream destination and favorite car if you've got a favorite car Okay, food. We're gonna go with cheese pizza. Nice. <laughs> um, dream destination. We're gonna go with Ireland right now. Feeling Ireland. Cool. And um, what was the third question? Oh, favorite car. Uh, car. Yeah, yeah. Um, like a like a vintage Mustang. Okay. Yeah. Sure. The old ones are the best ones. That is true. So, and then what about bike? What's like your favorite bike? Is it what you've got now? Or do you have like a dream bike that you've got your eye on? Oh, gosh. Um, I actually really, I mean, this wouldn't, uh, would, I don't know that it'd be my dream bike, but I really want something dual sport so that it could like go in the dirt. So 
You know what? My friend has like a triumph that is like dual sport. He put like, you know, dirt bike looking wheels on it and it's like a cafe racer. So let's just use that one. Okay. Okay. Sure. So we're going to put that bike at stake with everything. We're going to have a game of would you rather. Okay. (laughs) Would you rather have your on and off road bike, your friend's bike, like if I said, you can literally have this bike, but you would never be allowed to eat your cheesy pizza again. <laughs> or you can have cheesy pizza, but never be allowed that bike. Oh, no. Um, <laughs> I mean, I eat pizza like every other day. So <laughs> I feel like I have to choose pizza because I could have other dual sport bikes, right? So, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I feel like that's the wrong answer for a podcast about motorcycles, but... <laughs> I've got to say, I'm going to have to double check this, but you're about my 30th podcast, and I'm pretty sure you're the first person to choose, to choose the food. <laughs> oh that is funny (laughs) never mind that's fine so what about Ireland then you can travel to Ireland ride there on whatever motorcycle you want but not that dual one from your friend or you can have the dual sport but never travel to Ireland yeah I mean I would go to Ireland and then just get a different bike I feel like I'm not, I don't, I'm not so connected to this bike that I would like had to live without it because there are so many types of bikes. So yeah, I'm going to go with Ireland. (laughs) Okay. What about the Mustang then? What if I literally had like one of each and I said like, you can take one home today. I'll take the bike. Okay. Yeah. I'll just get a different year of the Mustang. Perfect. (laughs) (laughs) I feel like you were just like really clever with those answers and you just like found a way around. (laughs) Exactly. People are like, I feel like people here ask a lot like love or money and I always just say both. Like why not have your cake and eat it too? But yeah, for sure. I love that. So what's the plans for the future then, Cody? Are Are you looking at doing some trips and things like that? Yeah, so next week I'm going to Hawaii and going to definitely ride bikes along the coastline. Um, Super excited for that. And then, um, yeah, I'm actually going back to Southern Illinois to visit some family. It's going to be my grandmother's 90th birthday. Oh. That'll be the next month. I definitely travel a lot. Um, And then, you know, in the next two years – I want to put together a pitch for um, a motorcycle show that's like, have you seen Ride with Norman Reedus? Yes, I love that. Yeah, okay, so I love that show. And then I love, um, what is it, uh, On the Way Down with um, Ewan McGregor? Yeah, was- yeah, yeah. Something like that. I know um, what you mean, yeah. Yeah, like those just those shows about just traveling and the love of bikes – more in the style of, of Norman Reedus's because it's literally what I want to do. Like you pick a destination and then you pick like two cool places there that have to do with like the love of motorcycles, whether it's like a, a pub or, you know, whatever it is. And then, um, you know, and then he meets up with celebrity friends and, you know, and then they just chat and ride and I'm like, 
that's what I want to do. Um, and I yes. feel like, again, there isn't a... He actually, like, interviews a lot of females. Like, I know he did Ashmore and stuff that, you know, created um, Babes Right Out. And, you know, they, like, hit up this female motorcycle club in New Orleans. And they they interview a lot of female writers. But there's no show that's just hosted by a female writer. And so, um, yeah, I have a friend that said he would put together a pitch for that. And I just, I see that happening in the next two years. And, you know, obviously it'd be great to get it on like a travel channel, but if, even if it's YouTube or whatever, I think there's a huge audience for it. And so, yeah, that's awesome. I mean, actually it's really funny you say that because I'd love to, you know, be able to come out, especially to the States and, you know, do like a live version of my podcast and be able to like come to your house, meet you. And then like we go for a ride, you show me like around your area. And like the the Norman Reedus uh, program was what inspired me to sort of start this in a way. So that's really funny you said that. I love that. Yeah, it'd be awesome. And it's, yeah. And watching shows like that too, like, um, so like on Instagram, it's like, if you follow one biker lady, you tend to like the other ones start to populate. So it's like, I feel like we all like follow each other now, but, um, even before that sort of, I saw like Imogen, um, on the, on the show. And like, I met her at the great frog cause she does the jewelry. And I was just like, wait, I was seeing all these female writers that I have already met in person on the show. And, um, I just thought like, oh, that's like so cool. And that again, like, one of us needs to host our own show, basically. So, <laughs> yeah, for sure, that's awesome. Oh well, I really hope that all works out, and um, maybe we can even ride together one day. That would be oh so for good. sure. I'm definitely so. I actually bought a one way ticket to London, um, maybe like eight months ago, and then I ended up having. I got. Um, I was on a veil for the Little Dicky show. What's it called, Dave? And oh, Dave, so, yes. Yeah. Oh, my God. So I was like, oh, they kept saying, we don't know if we're going to use you. We don't know. And so I ended up canceling the trip. And then that day they were like, we're actually going to release you. We're not going to use you. And I was like, no. Oh, but um, I still have the ticket. And so I'm like, I ha- and I have to use it within a year or you lose it. So I'm like, okay, in the next few months, I will be coming to London. <sighs> my first stop was going to be the bike shed. I was literally going to get off the plane, go to bike shed, figure out some motorcycle stuff, and then kind of plan from there. But um, but yeah, yes. I'll definitely you up. Amazing. Yes, we can go for a ride. I'll show you around London and parts of the UK and everything. That would be so much fun. Heck yeah. And then everyone listening, we'll record it and then we'll show you all. <laughs> and that'll yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes, for sure. That would be the start of our, uh, our live ventures together. <laughs> exactly. And Keanu Reeves, if you're listening, we'll give you the dates. <laughs> <laughs> oh that's so cool so Cody just to wrap things up then I want to ask you one more question if you could go back in time to when you first started riding and you could give yourself some advice what would it be Ooh, um slow down a little bit (laughs) and um gosh that's a great question I feel like the problems I had in the beginning were just, you know, your learning curve is your learning curve. You can't learn everything all at once. And, Mm. you know, you kind of just, and I'm really good about this, right? You just like shut up and do it. So like I started riding, but like my helmet didn't fit. Like I remember doing a two hour long ride and my friend had a big windshield and I didn't have a windshield and or a fairing. 
And, um, you know, I had a three quarter helmet that like didn't fit. And it's like the wind was just like dragging me back. <laughs> and, and it kind of that like really put me off of long rides for a long time. Cause I was like, I don't like it. And then I also had that 250, So I was just getting like blown around. But now that I have like gear that fits and I'm on bikes that are comfortable and bigger and I'm like, that like really helped to build my confidence. Um, when I did, I did a, uh, I did one of the babes ride out to Santa Barbara, which is like a two hour ride from here. What is like the perfect amount to like pack all your gear up and ride? And I remember being so nervous because I was like, I don't do long rides like that. Like, I don't know. And now that seems like such a short distance. Um, but I feel like you just, you can't learn all of that on day one. You just, that takes time. So I guess maybe the advice would be to like have more patience with yourself and just listen to the advice that other people give, but through your own kind of sifter, you know, because what people tell you works for them might not work for you. Um, and just, you know, at the end of the day, be safe and have fun. Yeah, I love it. That's awesome. Solid advice. Well, Cody, thank you so much for joining me today. It was amazing talking to you. <laughs> That's so fun. Thank you so much for listening or watching this episode of Bike Chick Chat. If you did enjoy it, please don't forget, slap that like button, hit that subscribe and follow button. And if you would like to see more from myself and Cody, then I will link in the description below all our details. Thank you again, and I'll look forward to seeing you on the next one.